0: I ignore the hate, give big money for the grill, that's expensive taste Yonce, blow up Yo, yo, what's
1: going on everybody, we're back We're on our hiatus, after hours live with Man This is your
0: host, Tay Witts And your co-host, scene
1: You know, we have been gone for a minute, but we're back Sorry, we had a hectic schedule, you know God, no, it is, working at mm-hmm. school First and foremost, NBA bubble. You know the NBA ratings are down, which going on with the COVID and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and these activities been going on. You know, like myself, I know you're a fan of the game as well. The first game of the NBA Finals, to you as a fan, how would you rate A to an F? Uh,
0: I give it. I mean, I give it a C. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just because it, um, the Lakers kind of walked away with it. Uh, it wasn't as competitive as I, I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as, as a lot of trash talk as a uh, I know Miami uh, can do. Um, you know they're a real grimy and gritty team. You know led by Jimmy Butler. You know you got Jay Crowder. You know he never hold his tongue. Um, you just got a lot of guys on that team. You know that scrappy, and, and they didn't really bring the, the fight. You know that first quarter they did. You know they got up to twenty five, and then uh, it's like a light bulb went off for the Lakers and eighty put the clamps on them. And it was uh, it was no more fun in Miami. It was no more fun than the sun for them. Uh, it, it got real serious real quick. Uh, so I give it a C, man. You know, I think the Lakers played at an A level. Uh, but I think the, uh, Miami, Heat played more like at a D or maybe even an even F um, besides that first quarter. Okay. I'm cool with that. Uh, I
1: could be honest about it, too. I would say... I give about about a B minus okay. for the NBA finals. Um, just because the reason I gave it a B, it's not the same. The fans. You talking about
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing the first game of the NBA finals with the Miami Heat would have been on the road playing the LA. Yep. And when you play in the LA, the lights hits different. So you already know they got their star status people in the front row, you know, from Denzel to uh, whoever may be there from the Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Stuff so like that. Oh, I can't forget about Jack Nicholson. You know, just a slap in the face. You don't mention him. All <laughs> time. So, later, like, so you're looking at that type of game on that spec But the overall play I did like. I just gave it a C minus, like a C minus, because there was no fans. I think the players feed off that, and I mm-hmm. think the Miami Heat came out early, gunslinging. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler hitting threes from each wing. They were ban was playing really great. I thought. I thought that yo. This ain't like the same Lakers team I've been watching. In the playoffs, we know the Lakers. These like current Lakers, twenty twenty Lakers, normally mm-hmm. lose the first game that they play in a series. And mm-hmm. was, true. Before this series started, I had the Lakers. I was, my heart was telling me four. I just got four, five. Gentlemen, sweet. But my heart telling me four, and my mind is saying something else. They say normally, they say always follow your heart. You know, heart <laughs> right. Your heart is destined. So I'm going to say the Lakers in four if the
0: Lakers come with that same here I mean, I, I got to agree with you because, you know, uh, with the news that, you know, Dragic got the torn uh, plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, bam, you know, got the separated shoulder or, or whatever they call it. They both doubtful for game two. If those guys can't play, um, that's bad news. shit, it it'll be over in three. <laughs> if they ain't playing because they really like the um, they kind of like the, um, the the secret weapon of their team Bam and Drogic you know Drogic is a, a speedy player you know he, he getting to the cup he making decisions quick uh, Bam you know high energy you know he's the only guy that can really probably stay in front of Anthony Davis um, so those are two things you know besides Bam but Drogic you know, the Lakers ain't really got nobody to kind of bring that type of energy at the two guard or at the point, at any guard spot. So he would have had an advantage. And then, you know, with Dragic and Bam, you know, they like they secret weapon women, it's that pick and roll. Mm-hmm. They ain't out there to do it. It's just going to be all Jimmy. And we know Jimmy is Mr. Fourth Quarter. He really, you know, first through three, you know, one through three, he kind of chill, you know, he do his normal. Mm-hmm. But if it's all on him, you know, Andre Iguodala can't do that. You know, we saw what happened to him in 2016 trying to guard LeBron. You know, that back went out. Um, Tyler Hero, the rookies, they, they ain't doing it. You know, LeBron was picking on Tyler Hero. So it's going to be uh, sad if, if they guys hurt. Right.
1: Because I was gonna say the same thing, too. You missed it. You see a draft. Which I thought was really coming on for the Miami Heat, which he was in the bubble game. I would say the primary. When he's playing against those teams, trying to make a way and. He do what he do, it's because the reason they wrote his coattail for so long, because Kendra Nunn, he'd been mm-hmm. in the bubble This he, he was sick, or the case may be. But you already know, a veteran coach is going to ride who's hot. So at that mm-hmm. time, Jadges was hot. You know, Kendra Nunn, before before they went into the bubble, he is probably your pick to be Rookie of the Year on this spoke. So when you're looking at a guy like a Kendra Nunn, Who's now number is going to be called up even more to take on a bigger role on one of the biggest stages in sports. You're talking about a rookie who has to come off off the bench and be a starter now of a veteran point guard to take on valuable, be a valuable and productive on the floor. And the same thing for Tyler Hero. Yes, what he did in them, in them other series. This is the NBA. Picked up. <laughs> The grit in the grind is a little bit more harder. It is I'm not going to disrespect the young man. The young man was still hitting some awesome shots, especially that three pointer off the side of the glass. So, oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> the person that did shot me, I thought Tyler, and I said before, I'm you know, talking to some my other guys I work with. I said, The Lakers want to win, you have to beat up the Miami Heat. Just because of the strength, the Miami Heat, you're not strong in the inside. Bam is your only strongest guy. Then, two you got to keep Tyler Hero off the threes, which I like because they let him get off early. Normally, he, when he's the type of person, when he, he goes off early, it's going to be a long game for the opposing team. Mm-hmm. I thought the leg did a fabulous job by keeping that young man in his place. Yep,
0: I agree with that because uh, like you said, if he would have got going like how he kind of did in Boston, you know, and he would have got the, what I'm going to call a hero complex and uh, it would have been, um, it'd probably been a little bit closer. But like you said, the Lakers, it's just, there's this too dominant. They put them in his place. They let them know, you know, they they been here before. Well, LeBron, especially. Like I've been here 10 times, son. You know, it isn't going to go down like you thought it was. So right. they they kind of held him in check, and as well as, uh, you know, some of the other supporting Cats, you know, um, the guys that, you know, was it, I can't, Duncan, you know, he, he's a sniper. He didn't really get off, you know, they, they kind of held those guys in check.
1: Yeah, the one thing I said, I think the Lakers came out the first, I would think it was, it was the first five, six minutes into the first quarter. Whoa, the Miami Heat. I said, it's the Heat culture right there. Right. I'm looking like Lakers about to get done real early. Well, after they had a second national televised uh, timeout break, the Lakers went to work. LeBron clicked. But the person, who, to me, all I thought played probably one of the best games I think they had in the bubble. It's KCP. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Because KCP, I'm looking like, yo, KCP, you got to hit some shots, bro. You have to hit these open shots. Like, LeBron is giving you good looks. Especially playoff round, giving you great looks. And He been had mm-hmm. two clutch threes to get them with back in eight. That's so, okay. LeBron goes to the whole eight. Like you said, Marcus, they have no answer for Anthony Davis. Nope.
0: If Bam ain't playing eight, who they going to put out there, Myers Leonard? <laughs> he's, he's, Miles, not, he's he not getting it done
1: he, and he thinks he got dunked on by LeBron James and he having that no, no he, no, he that ain't was, getting it done I think that was um, Nurkic that he dunked on
0: oh yeah yeah that was Nurkic you're right uh, but still it, it's still the same thing right. <laughs> it's still it's the right. same
1: so you were talking about the money he has no you were talking about giving more valuable minutes to Duncan Robinson mhm <laughs> it's not the same. I mean, Duncan Robinson now have to be more focused inside, grabbing rebounds and paint. Now that was the whole thing I was saying that would gave edge to the Los Angeles Lakers: Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, LeBron. Those four guys live on the There's No rebound. Nope. There's none. And then they get that's, they the
0: Lakers is, is so deadly on the boards because of those guys. Those guys you just named,
1: Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's out there throwing no look passes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was so hyped off giving assists. Because doing is <laughs> the guy on the other end, the recipient right. other end of getting those points. So him giving you like four or five assists to go along with eight rebounds, You're not beating the Lakers, especially when you got a guy like Dwight Howard playing at that type of match. Nope.
0: Not at all. Dwight Howard, he uh, you know, he he's uh fitting in very well with the Lakers. Um, I didn't think he was like, but he is really like vital to their team now. Like he, right. he he roughed up McCullough Jokic last round. Um, <laughs> he hurt Bam this round, <laughs> so hey. so he earned his keep.
1: <laughs> hey. Bam ran into a mattress. <laughs> I mean, when he went back, Dwight Howard was still there. Mm-hmm. He threw that. Once I see him go down like that, I see. I mean, if he was a pitcher, it'd be a torn libra-
0: labor. <laughs> right. To Tommy shoulders? John,
1: right, right, hey Tommy John, that was a Tommy Bam right there,
0: <laughs> Tommy because Bam.
1: he got hurt on impact, and that's the Miami Heat. They look real fragile out there. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that high energy, got like a Bam out there getting those extra points. Right, they can't get a rebound. They couldn't. I mean, AD in that second half dunked the ball. Boom. He yelled, "It's over." <laughs> I said, like you said, Marcus, you said earlier, I don't think he should have said that. <laughs> but, still the words from you, he was feeling himself. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, you have a game like that, when you, like, you can't do stop, That you can do.
0: You just got let it flow. You gotta, like Phil Jackson said, you gotta you gotta let the river flow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the one thing I like about what the Lakers did, they shot excellent from the free throw. Right. LeBron missed one free throw.
0: That was a first. That was the first. That was like one of his best games, just, just because of that reason. He missed one free throw.
1: He missed one free throw. The boys is 10 for 10 in the first half. Mm-hmm. And now we, we we praise Lakers so much. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. That's still a good team. Oh yeah. Like you said, you down two men, possibly three. But I believe Jimmy Butler will be playing tomorrow night. Yeah, you're looking yeah, at yeah. Jimmy Bucket and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Butler, to be, by the way. When he was in Chicago with Derrick Rose and Joe Noah all them guys, he was still the last guy standing. Mm-hmm. Coach said, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's the problem. Now, I don't think he was the problem. I think what Jimmy was trying to instill in his teammates or his former players, Jimmy Butler wasn't how nobody's recruiting list Come out of Tom Ball, Texas. Mm-hmm. Nope. He wasn't a high recruit. He went to junior college. Then got a scholarship to Marquette at, right. to Marquette as a as a walk-on out there playing with Jay Crowder and Wesley Matthews in the mm-hmm. yep.
0: so, That so was a good team, team, by
1: the
0: way. <laughs> huh? I said that, that Marquette team was a, a good team.
1: They were. So you're looking at Jimmy Butler, it was easy for a player like Dwayne Wade to go get them because what they got in the common? They both went to Marquette University. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder. With the Marquette University. All these missing is Wesley Matthews. They got Marquette <laughs> right. Heat. Yeah, Marquette. So, <laughs> so you're looking at Jimmy Butler, what he went through. Jimmy Butler really, like some people like how they say some players say they got out the mud. No, he really he got out the mud. He got out the mud, that red dirt. He got, <laughs> out, the, he got out that red dirt. When we got here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know they got in Texas too. He got it out the mud for real. That make you respect the player and Jimmy Butler, aka James Butler. That's his real name. <laughs> I know James Butler for real too. Right, we do. But with Jimmy buckets, who I respect his rookie year. I think he only averaged zero point eight points per game. Wow, wow. Sophomore year, I think he averaged two. By his third year, he went from two to twelve. Then that just every year he got better and got better,
0: better and better.
1: So, when he left Chicago and tried to go to Minnesota and try to turn them young boys around and say, man, hey, do it this way. I'm the leader here. That's we. Andrew Wiggins, they didn't want to follow.
0: I mean, that was the last time they went to the playoffs, right? Right. It was with, with Jimmy on the team.
1: Carl Anthony <laughs> Thomas, they didn't want to follow. Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Thomas came up with the type of guy to me. he he'd been there longer than Jimmy Butler. I think he came across to me as one of the guys that's like, this is my team. Jimmy can't tell me nothing. That's what I read into why Jimmy's mm-hmm. brother was explaining it. Got, he said this the key word he said guys don't want to win. That means certain that mean well he that's the, well he said to me that guys don't want just don't want to win, that means they just there for that paycheck every Wednesday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> certain guys are got you know true champions and true ball players. You see it. they they play for rings, they trying to get better. Certain guys just play for paychecks. Mm-hmm. So it's a difference. You got your paycheck, guys. You got your ball. So Jimmy's a baller. <laughs> Jimmy's a baller. When he went to Philadelphia, Ben Simmons didn't want that type of smoke. Jolin B was all for. It.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks.
1: <laughs> so when and B said, "I wish we could kept Jimmy," Joel and B said I prefer us to keep Jimmy Butler. In other words, as I'm gonna say this, I think Joel and B was it. Let's keep Jimmy and trade away Ben. That's. How I ran into
0: it. I mean, I can see that. I mean, try to straight away Ben or let let's not re-sign Tobias Harris. hairs right. Pick 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 one. I think either one he would have been okay with going, but with keeping Jimmy.
1: <laughs> now, were you looking at the Sixers GM? Elton Brand. Elton Brand. How do you think he feel about hey, we let Jimmy walk away, right to the Miami Heat and go to an NBA? All you to do is trade away. Ben send me package of Tobias Harris.
0: Uh, I think right about now he's uh he's feeling indifferent because uh, you know the news that I just got we both just got up before the pot, you know they just locked up Doc Rivers for you know five years so they got a Hall of Fame coach you know they may have lost Jimmy but I think um, given Doc Rivers track record you know he worked with superstars to get superstars to work together well that's going he's probably the missing link to get the Ben and B uh experiment to to be at its best potential um if it don't work out with, in year one with uh with doc and whatever coaching staff he bring whether it be alvin gentry uh or you know other head you know former head coaches in this league if it don't work out somebody getting traded next year um so if they don't make it far they don't get it to like the conference finals If they get kicked out you know first first round second round um Somebody getting traded between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they ain't keeping both of them for, for longer than next year. Hey,
1: you kind of scared me here first. You said <laughs> Doc Rivers got locked up for five years. Oh, what Doc do? I don't know if he did. He lost game seven. <laughs> 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 yeah. You scared me for something like, hey, Doc Rivers got seven. He
0: might get locked up for five years. Five years. For five years. Doing yeah. five.
1: I say he got a lot of five years bomber so mm-hmm. money.
0: Um, that's what he really embezzled, embezzled. That's what for. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: laughs> looking at Doc Rivers coming to the Philadelphia 76 and that coaching staff. If he bring, like you said, if he bring along Alpha Gentry, because at first I thought Tom Ron Lou was one of the head candidates too as again, getting that Philadelphia 76 job. Mm-hmm. So if he bring him over to Philadelphia, you got nothing but the Philadelphia Clippers.
0: True, true. Yeah, so I, I think uh, I think Ty Lue may uh, he may get bumped up. You know, he may be the uh, the Clippers' next head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of vacancies out there. You know, you got New Orleans, you got uh, Houston. You know, it's a lot of uh, coaching job, high profile coaching jobs. You oh, know, and Lue is a, a championship coach. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Nick you know, uh, McMillan, he got the to boot too. Oh wow! See, I didn't even know that. I don't think he's Indian do in them right now. I think they, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, I think they let um, Nate McMillan go. If I'm not mistaken, um, uh-huh. in that type of situation, but it's kind of weird though. Looking at the NBA and the coaches, like like if you got like one good playoff run or a bad playoff run, you blow a three one lead, you get axed. And the reason people like, yo, Doc never got fired. He never got a fair shot. I'm like, Doc got a fair shot. He traded with- <laughs> at the time. We didn't even talk about when he was a GM. That he, he let DeAndre Jordan walk. He traded that Chris Paul walk.
0: <laughs>
1: so you're talking about a lot of stuff that goes together. You can't be a coach and a GM because you can't be a GM and trying to do business moves and still trying to coach these players. And you know, in the back end, on the burner side, deep down the side, you're either gonna cut this player or you're gonna trade them and let them walk. So you don't really right. do one thing, you can't wear no many hats like that. Only a principal could do that, and a principal at a school can't make a rational decision. But <laughs> anyway, so back to this basketball, back back to this basketball story with Doc Rivers. Uh I believe that Doc Rivers will probably make a move and try to train away uh Ben Simmons.
0: Okay. And
1: to be honest with you, don't be surprised if Lou Williams go back to Philly and play with Doc. Because Lou Williams is a free agent, I believe. He's a free agent okay. at the end of the season. Because we know Montrez is a free agent, too. So, I think Steve Bummer's probably going to blow that team up and probably keep his two investments. I was going to say uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now, yeah, if the other guys, want you talk talking about starting over. I thought Zubac, I thought the Lakers pretty much robbed the because They gave him Zubac and he picked up a trap pick. So, uh, me personally, we play in the same building. I'm not making
0: to no trade. No way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. De- definitely not. And yeah, but yeah, I can definitely, I do know. I was going to say, I can definitely see Lou, Wood, Lou going back to Philly. Or even uh, maybe Lou and Montrez. Um, I, I just feel like um, the the Clippers really couldn't play, uh, my, you know, the six-man. You know, the Clippers are really just the reigning six-man six man of the year. You know, they got Lou Williams, Montrez, Sarah. They really couldn't play Montrez, um, you know, in that that Denver series, um, and I, I think that ultimately was what got Doc fired because he he still played. I mean, like you know, that's his guy. He was rolling with him, rolling to the wheels fall off. But he was getting outplayed, um, you know. Definitely. They sad to say, the that. Joker was outplaying him, right? <laughs> so it could be opening for him to get traded. You know, I know he got a, a he know a contract here, right? So he got money mm-hmm. money due to him. I don't know if the Clip, if Balmer going, you know. He so asso- if he associate him with Doc Rivers, he ain't gonna want to pay him that bread. So he could be back with Doc.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but like, if you get those type of accolades, like say if you made first t- first team NBA, second and third team. you made the first team, you're entitled to the, the Super- mm-hmm. second NBA team. You're entitled to the max, and the same thing for the third one. You're entitled to the max as well. So you look at a player like a Montreal's I Now mean, I met him before. Like I said, a very humble guy. You gonna what you see on the court? That's on the court, but. You get a different totally type of person off the court. And my house, off. I met him him, and his mom at a Hornets. His mom was really, really nice. We sat there and talked for like 10 minutes. It wasn't even about basketball. It was just a pretty much about everyday life. But anyways, you look at a player like a Montrez. I think, I think like you said, Philadelphia, he's going to want it bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always throw this out here. What if he going to play for somebody like the Charlotte Hornets, with his homeboy, Terry Rozier, which they okay. did play together. And Louisville. So, so you had the type of connection there. You know, it's still the dark horse team. You know, everybody laughing at, laughing at the Knicks. The Knicks got the, the Knicks got the bag. They can pay them.
0: But I always want that
1: one dark horse team out there to grab somebody. Would be the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets is Willie and Dylan. They only said the key guys they're going to stick with, KD, Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan. They want to stick with, um, uh, LeVert, and Joe oh. Harris. Pretty much everybody else is on the training block. Terreon Prince, uh, Joe Harris. Uh, who I'm missing? Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Those guys is pretty much on the brink. When they, mm-hmm. when they came, was, when now uh, Steve Curry came out hey, we don't mind. We're going to have Kevin Durant run some center. That means Andre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, that means they get rid of somebody else. That means Steve, not Steve Curry, Steve Nash, I'm sorry, is going to get, trying to put more shooters around that team mm-hmm. in a certified bid. Now, to be, to honestly be spoken, I'm fit. So if, you're, oh, good, really if you're doing a depot free agent, you know we're going to see some things shake up this fall. We're like, I still that's weird, huh?
0: Shake up this fall yeah. <laughs> look, instead of summer. Jer- look,
1: LeBron James <laughs> talked to Jeremy Grant after oh, that yeah. game five loss, and all of a sudden, after that loss, what happened? Two days later, he opted on his contract to become a free agent. So LeBron yeah. looking like you, you never a know
0: when LeBron. He could right. be telling him to come to Clutch. He could be telling him to join the Lakers. You never know. That man got so many moves. Guess
1: what? <laughs> guess who contract up after the Lakers?
0: Kuzma. Oh.
1: And what Kuzma has shown you so far in these playoffs?
0: I mean, not much. Not much. He ain't you know what they said he was going to be, you know, the third leading scorer on the team. He really not that. He finished.
1: Mm-hmm. As Gilly, as Gilly kids say, play no defense. <laughs> play No defense. Right. you're just looking at him. Like, what do you bring to the table? Like, you play defense with your hands in your pocket. Like, you don't try to go attempt try to block. You don't try to get no rebound. What I have seen from Kyle Kuzma if the player, the opposing player that he is guarding, come on the court, hit a three pointer. He does the old school playground move. He gets the ball and comes shoot a three air ball. (laughs) Play within the system. You will mm-hmm. get yours. That's why it's a system for you. You will get yours. You're not running the plays. He's coming down shooting air ball three. Mm-hmm. That's not your game. That that Rondo or LeBron set you up. You playing with some of the two unselfish guards in the league. Right. Rondo and point forward guard LeBron James. They're going to make sure you get yours.
0: Yeah, you're going to get shots, open ones.
1: Now, just when this basketball Paul Pierce said LeBron James, he finally came out of the shell He said, LeBron James win this NBA title. He put him right there up there with Jordan. He didn't say one, two, or three, he, he put him right up there with Jordan. Paul said that? Paul Pierce said a lot. Jalen Rose got up and shook his hand. He said, now you're speaking the truth. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: you're speaking the truth.
1: So, when Paul Pierce said, hey, if he was his one, you put him right there up there with Jordan. Wow. So, uh, when you heard Paul Pierce, I know you didn't see it, but when I heard Paul Pierce, I said, "Hold on, would you just say <laughs> P double?" I had to go back P- and call him P double because I was calling him Paul. Like, he he heard that one from me now. I'm calling him P double again. I said, "P double said that double P."
0: Right, double
1: P. I said, "Okay," but he explained it why. He the "Look, the his championship. This will put him right there on Margaret Jordan because we he went, and this would be like a little bit more personal because he beat Pat Riley." But the one thing about this, that what he said, he said Pat Riley can't play, but LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So if the Miami Heat lose this game or this series, Pat Riley, as they call him, Riley. I don't know him as Riles. <laughs> I just know him as the godfather of basketball, Pat Riley. And the culture they got down there for that basketball team is hey, like no other. Mm-hmm. they on top of their guys. They got a nutrition guy. They make sure they guys not overweight. Make sure they guys stay there. That's why James Johnson can buy into the heat mm. culture. He can't, can't maintain weight.
0: Yeah, can't get that, uh, that physical uh, upkeep up, even though he's supposed to be like a, a black belt or something like that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, he a black belt. He a fat belt. He was. There. Now he's in playing shape now because he's in Minnesota. But um, when you're looking at that type of culture, what they got is phenomenal. But back to what we talking about Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce Pe- actually made pretty good sense. You know, I'm a LeBron James. Period. You know, you know, people call people LeBron James lovers, bronze mm-hmm. sexuals,
0: and stuff like that. <laughs> I you heard that call. one, but okay. <laughs> it's the same thing for people
1: like Michael Jordan. I mean, if you got a favorite athlete, you got a favorite athlete.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, you got people say, Oh, Michael Jordan did this on rolling with this with MJ. Not knocking you. That's what you like. I can't mm-hmm. t- I can't make you change your mind. Everybody's right. entitled to your opinion. Don't get it twisted. Michael Jordan sits for six in the NBA finals. That's cool. Bill Russell got eleven of them things. They, never, they don't. Michael Jordan said, "No, I had to go." Bill Russell is. He actually said that before. So you're looking at that Bill Russell, eleven championships. I don't care how many teams was it in that league when he played. He still played in a tougher, a tougher era where black men had to go eat dinner and lunch in the back alley in those days, and not only in those days. In the city where he played it and won those championships, and you're looking at okay, he won eleven as eleven as a player. I mean, overall he won eleven NBA championships, but he won two back-to-back coaches championships, and he won eight straight as an NBA player. Wow! Now we talk about go. Can our Michael Jordan go do that? Can our LeBron James go do that? Can our Kobe Bryant go do that? Can our Kareem Abdul-Jabbar go do that? We don't know because they never did it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we we, we can't it. guess the unknown. We can't guess the unknown. I mean, I, I think it's to take like a certain type of person to be a coach anyway. off top, yeah. um, you can be the greatest player in the world, but uh, you may not have the patience to coach. Like Michael Jordan ain't got no, he has no patience, <laughs> no patience. Oh. He would have been a terrible coach. You, if, you, if
1: you messed up in, in that season, you probably gonna be traded the first game of the season. <laughs> you're <be> the <laughs> trade there, nope. So when well, you looking at that type of stat, you gotta go build like number one, Kareem number two. Then you come with MJs, Kobe's, and LeBrons, and your Magic Johnsons, because you can that Kareem another one. I think that dude won, what, three ECAA titles? He was he like, he's like one the of the
0: most winningest players ever. He's, <laughs> a, he's the most
1: winningest player ever in, 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 probably in basketball history. Like right. you're, looking at, you're looking at, and, he, look, and we talk talking about big men. These are centers. hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, I'm Wilt Chamberlain, uh, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Lua Sindel. These guys paid the way for those guys to get. I hate when people come on TV like Stephen A. Smith or Bill Russell played in the league when there was only nine teams. I, I, I keep saying it before. When he said Maya Moore is one of the greatest players of all time in WNBA history, the first thing I said, she played in the league where there's 12 teams. How do you forget the Cheryl Swoop, Cynthia Cooper's, the Lisa Leslie's, who paved the way for the young Maya Moore's and people like that, the Tina, not, not the Tina Thompsons, but the younger, the younger generations that come in to put, uh, put an imprint on the game, like uh, Candace Parker and you know happen. you know I can go on and on because I actually watched WNBA or uh, the Lisa Notes and all these type of women. These type of women. Look up to those women who paid the way for them and They can play. So, right. they still get on the TV talking about they only play in the league of nine era. NBA did too. Hmm. The WNBA team don't get that much respect as the NBA players do. Like, their seasons start late, their games come on later, or their games come on Sunday, two or one o'clock in the afternoon. It's different when you put a football game on, they out there battling and hitting. But you got the WNBA trying to compete with baseball, Thursday night oh. football. That's All hard. Right. That's hard. Very tough. As I went to a WNBA game years ago when they had them the Cleveland, the Cleveland Rockers, don't girls play tougher than some guys in the NBA?
0: Absolutely. I went to a a Rockers game or two myself, so I I know uh, they're just as skilled. Uh, If not, in my opinion, some of the women are more skilled uh, because, you know, the physical stature, like, you know, women may not be as big or, uh, you know, or had a girth as as a man would, but they they know they, they got good footwork they jump, none of their jumpers look, look janky when I watched. So, nah, um, so it's just, it's crazy to me because women's uh, college basketball is so much more popular than the WNBA. Um, and some would even say it's more interesting than a watch. And I, I just don't know why they don't correlate to, you know, professional, you know, people are die hard for a tendency, the Lady Vols, but not so much of the LA Sparks. So it is it's like where's that correlation? Why is it not as a as hype as the college game?
1: What the crazy thing is too, I, I piggyback on what you even said. College football is more popular than NFL football. Now I can see why college sports is better. I, I mean, I work with a gentleman, um, one of my old managers I used to work for. Uh, I, I said, "Do you watch professional sports?" He said, "Nah." I said, "He said just like that." He said, "What attitude?" I said, I said, "Like that." <laughs> he was like. Dante, the reason I do not watch professional ads, they are overpaid crybabies. They don't <laughs> play with the love of the sport like they did in high school and college. College, they're going to play hard because they want to be that, like you said, they want to be that number one or the top five picks in their profession to where they got to go in the NBA and the NFL. So I'm not watch I like college sports better because they play more intensity and they play They, so they play their hearts out whenever they play. He said they get to eBay. NBA they don't come with that same passion and fire. He said, only, he said, if you look at an NBA game, it's only about seven or eight guys every night that play with that passion. He said that's kind of terrible when you got eight guys playing with that passion on right. a professional level. You know, it's like 30 that guys. Earlier, I made a joke earlier. and said guys play for that paycheck Wednesday. That's what he mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. So when you watch a pro- how many games did you come on TV? You were watching like, oh, I'm going to change this game basketball right now. But college basketball, it could be Arizona State playing Pepperdine. You're going <laughs> to watch Iona State play Iowa State. You're going to watch Cleveland State play o- Oakland Oakland um, University. You're going to play because you want to see, I'm hearing that this guy on ESPN is scoring 25 a game. That's what he's about. You mm-hmm. change the game, what happened? It's just like a dimmer for that. Right, it's a he phenomenon. late in the West Coast playing at BYU. And they call him Eric
0: Jimmer. This dude was shooting shots from the logo. <laughs>
1: sure it's, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different mood when you watch college basketball. The rivalry is a rivalry. Mm,
0: it is truly a rivalry. <laughs> and you got uh especially now, you know, because the NBA, you know, the player can be on the team one year, next year, and he, he's on a he's completely gone. different coast. <laughs> and, right. And it's
1: so crazy how the players says be loyal not knocking when they say let's be loyal. But we, if you was in the era like in the 90s, early 2000s, you got guys that set the bench on one team for nine years. he he been the team for nine years? <laughs> Brian, uh, That's the loyalty right there because, like I said, Marcus, it's always a here to me. these new teams of this generation don't have a real veteran guy on the bench that been around a couple of teams and that been on the team for 10 years and they finally come to a team may make his home. The last person to do that was Vince Carter. Vince Carter chose to stay in Atlanta so he can groom a young because he said I mean, there was was no an OG.
0: Unless you, I mean, you can look at a team in the finals right now. You got a uh, UD Don He just he all he's a, a Miami. He likes all he do is talk to the young guys. I mean, he don't he don't never play, but he's in that huddle like clockwork.
1: Um, speaking of, like you said, he you know the cat, trying to get his guy, which I thought only pe- pe- people who are not a guard LeBron. <laughs> um, Iggy, those type of guys with the championship experience. No, I was watching Iggy. Iggy was making LeBron James give the ball pretty quickly, but on the floor. Because when you play somebody so many times in the NBA finals, like last night was his sixth straight NBA finals. So, when right you're in the NBA finals, and you see a certain player five years, I mean, f- five times of the six years, you pretty much know I know what this guy likes to do. And, like he said before, before that series started, he said. If you mess up, LeBron James will make you pay. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, like LeBron, like a player like LeBron James, you ha- help him. It's hard to knock a guy like that off his rocker, especially getting it going when he's deep in his bag. I'm talking about in his bag, that Barney bag. See so what you can make today. <laughs> he makes everybody's life easier when you're coming off that type of situation. And back to Ick, he, like you were saying earlier in the pod, he's not the same. He started saying, you don't have that same.
0: I mean, he had moments in that Boston series, but like, like, like you said, this is the NBA Finals. You know, it's a different level of intensity, especially it, with LeBron on the other side, as, as Iggy well knows. So, it, it, it's going to be tough every night. Hey,
1: this is a legitimate question. Um, when LeBron James left the Miami Heat back, what's that twenty? was it 2014? When he left the Miami Heat in 2014 and, and Pac-Dark is mad did to give him a notice. He said LeBron did that to the Cavaliers, so this is nothing new. <laughs> what are you doing? Pat Riley was so mad, but he didn't go as far as Dan Gilbert. He was so mad LeBron James left from high and dry because he felt like he had a dynasty on this team. Mm-hmm.
0: So be
1: that's the part of being a free agent. I'm a free agent. I get to go anywhere I want to. Anywhere I want. I don't have to I not to take a call from you or take <laughs> your office and talk to you first. You already got <laughs> me already. I know you're gonna say the same thing before. This You're gonna say time. to me four years later, what you gonna do? You're gonna put the championship rings back on the table and say, hey Brown, we can make a little run. Hey, this is what I did. Fuze blah, blah. I think you could be good. Now player for somewhere four or five years. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, I'm the thing I hate about this free agency thing, coaches and owners show their true colors when, when the player leaves. Oh uh, uh, he, he should have did that. We're gonna make sure this happened. No, because I feel like when your time is up, you know your time is up in the organization. Just leave. It's like going to a job every day. All right, I've been here too long get too comfortable. Gotta leave. <laughs> this this is the part this, that kicks in for me. You play for an organization about ten years, they bring you down like an NFL football. <laughs> you can get your before you can get all your scrilling, all as, all your chickens, as Marshawn Lynch would say. If I sign a <laughs> five year deal with the NFL, my first year is a signing bonus, right? The other one, the second year, is guaranteed money. I don't get my fifth year. They don't pick the fifth year of the contract up. Guess what they do for the fifth year of the contract. They trade you.
0: So you don't need
1: to get the the other part of your $45 million. It's a player option. There's only the NBA where we get the player option, and I pick my option up. (laughs) They'd be mad when players pick the option up in the NBA. Guess guess what? I pick my option up. Now I got to trade you because guess what? I secured it bad. That's what the NFL needs. Don't players cannot secure the bat, but the NFL is charging you three hundred dollars for Sunday ticket. Oh
0: yeah, that's They're like making uh, money. That's crazy. So and the NFL deals is on steroids, on. right? <laughs> what
1: you know much? You much money that college football and basketball missed last year for just not being for for, for um, what's going? I mean, I say like last year, this year, college fo- college basketball almost missed. Three billion dollars. <laughs> Three would it be? That's same crazy. college football. College football the same way. I think they I think they, I think they missed like two billion or two, like two billion. That's a lot of dollars. Concession stands, parking lot tickets, buying tickets, um, merchandise to the all-time low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's another one. So Mark, so Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Remember we talked about you know Roy Jones came out as his little red hicker, his, his his hit record, so I think he channeled back and, and had laid out his bed like this. <laughs> I must have forgotten <laughs> not Mike Tyson, Man He woke up.
0: Right. Yeah. Ooh, he see
1: no. the same because we was out there watching Mike Tyson yeah. <laughs> going in and <in> underwear, t-shirts, <laughs> hitting his trainers, hitting his trainers too hard. He said, No nah, man, that dude bagged down. What you guys to say about that?
0: Was he a smart man for doing that? I'm he- glad he did. I'm glad he did. <laughs> like, like I said, we talked about it before. Like, I, I hope he don't fight. Roy, Roy's been getting punched. He's been punched drunk since uh, his last fight. He just been getting knocked around like a rag doll out there. Mike Tyson, been he older? Yes, but it's Mike Tyson. Like that, that don't change. <laughs> it don't change. He has always been unstable in the ring. It, at forty, at fifty years old, it doesn't make no difference. From what we saw in the videos, he still hit hard. <laughs> he's still gonna he's still gonna shot to bite ears. He's doing all of that. Right. Roy Jones ain't want none of those problems.
1: Hey, and <laughs> when you looking at Mike Tyson, if you had to place a, if Vegas would have a bet on the fight, you think Roy Jones make out of the first round alive? How many seconds or minutes would it took Mike Tyson the canvas? Yes, I'll
0: say it. canvas. I would give him two rounds. I just think he would survive the first round.
1: You give him uh-huh. two? But the second
0: round, nah. Uh... I'm
1: giving Mike Tyson the first round knockout. probably
0: 20 <laughs> seconds. The 20 seconds.
1: <laughs> Pay-per-view. You already knew that fight would be
0: $69.95. That would have tarnished his legacy. Brett Jones' legacy would have never been the same if he would let that happen. <laughs> Man.
1: Right, I wanted you to hear the clip of Kevin, not Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. the lightweight
0: throwing shade of LeBron James. He's, I'm finally playing with a guy that can make game win other than his, other than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I tell you that as a straight shot if I'm LeBron. That's not, that is what it is, unless he's talking about somebody from Boston, but you he, he can't forget the the Cleveland Cavaliers to where you won that ring at. Yeah. And let's not forget, LeBron said he passed the ball to you as like a. A big brother, little brother thing. Not like I, I can't make the shot. And I mean, last I checked, I think in the playoffs, LeBron is it holds the record, if not tied with the record of the most buzzer beaters uh, to win a playoff game. So that's definitely a, a misinformed shot at LeBron. Um, but he' right. KD can make that shot. He probably gonna be taking the most of the majority of them next year. Uh, not not Kyrie, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately.
1: I can't believe me personally. I mean, I can't believe Kyrie Irving said that. But I ain't gonna say I can't believe. I can believe that you know, you know everybody ties to their own opinion. Like I'm gonna sit here and say, I don't know what goes on behind them closed doors and them teams locker room. Um, uh, I can speak only from a, a, a fan side. You're looking at what he said. I'm looking. Like, We've seen LeBron James' body of work. We've seen you. Okay, you were working of the Year. Cool. You know. We've seen the making of Kyrie when he's at college from 11 games, you know, pretty much hours before the leg. And ironically, he became the number one consistent pick of interest, too. Right. So, look at that person like Kyrie Irving who making those type of comments. Slick comments said, they just talk about the organization he played Cleveland and Boston that was they need a big shot, they call on me. Okay, understandable. <laughs> That's the territory where you get paid the big bucks. You think know okay. about that? Second and foremost, you just started winning games until LeBron James came to Cleveland. He <laughs> was in Cleveland by himself for those, what, what, was it, what, three to four years? He was only winning between 17 to 20 games. Smarter. <laughs> uh, I think the year he, I think when he was in Cleveland, I think he had a couple big games. He scored like 50 and 40 points. And yeah, it was against New York and the Apple. You know, everybody get their funky off every, right. every now and then. You did come a true – I, I don't want to say a true winner because wherever he played, it, he was a winner. But he did come that true winner once LeBron James came back to Cleveland and said, I'm coming home. Everybody said, yada, yada, yada. But I just feel like shots is being thrown. His Reckless. Reckless. Reckless shot. So <laughs> the whole thing, Kyrie Irving, like I said, kind of lost me with that one. I'm looking at a player like LeBron. Going to his ATC years going strong like he ain't missed a beat we know father time's gonna catch up with him father. but the whole thing is father time's gonna catch lebron but with Kyrie Irving you no know, you forgot that you wasn't this dude because you weren't working the year but you still you, he was still trying to figure out how to win games in the NBA when he put himself back in that same prediction now playing with a tier one a super in Kevin Durant because mm-hmm. the top three guys in the league might be Le- LeBron Giannis and Kevin Durant a healthy kevin durant is probably number two that right. What
0: well, the argument may be. Right. I mean, I think uh, you know, what you are saying it's just gonna make for an interesting next season. Uh, Brooklyn to be fully healthy, you know. They'll have they three main hitters. You know, they had Kyrie, they had karis they had uh, KD. Uh they, the Warriors are gonna be fully healthy, you know, they're gonna be back to the old Warriors. They'll have Draymond, they'll have Steph, they got Clay, and they got Andrew Wiggins. Um, the Lakers gonna be there. The Clippers gonna be there. Uh, Boston, Philly. You know, everybody should be healthy next year at the basically long layoffs. So we'll see. You know, um, you know, all the, the shots he taking. You know, we'll see what happened on the court next year. You know, because it, it, it's no excuses. All right, exactly.
1: The only shot I'm going to say that I'm going to take that count since you've been traded right from Boston to Cleveland. The answer I would know, Mister Urban. Why haven't you suited up and played in the Cavaliers Arena, aka Rocky Field Mortgage House? Why haven't you played at Boston? I don't know what they call it now I they said, call it the TD Rouse. Why has he had to play at the Garden? I'm going to call it the Garden. Why hasn't he played at these two, two arenas? Are you scared to face the fans? Are you scared to get booed? Or are you waiting until you to get your, 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 your sidekick with you?
0: <laughs> He's going come in there with ammo.
1: You come in
0: with no, I mean, I huh? huh? So I can't I can't really blame him for that. I mean, that's smart. But he, he can't can't be writing uh he can't be, you know, doing the tongue wrestling and then you know standing by on security when it's time to fight. <laughs>
1: exactly. You can't do that because I'm looking at him like, but you never suited up and went back in Cleveland. You never suited up and went back to Boston. He knows he played for Cleveland. He knows some diehard fame and he played in Boston. <laughs> Diehard fans, and as a as I'm not I'm, okay, I'm not gonna myself a Bostonian. I'm not a If I was a Bostonian or the people of Boston, they are gonna let you have them booze, or you gonna they gonna let them have
0: it. Ain't gonna be no easy night.
1: So that proved to me, can Kyrie play the friend? Can he face the adversity?
0: I mean, I mean, we know he can, um, but that type of adversity is a little different. You know, you know, he gave it. You know he can play under pressure as far as you know pressure of the game, but from the fans or um, people genuinely don't, just don't like you. I don't think we've seen him play in, in those type of conditions before. So we, you know, maybe like maybe he is a little afraid. Maybe he, that is a legitimate question. <laughs> right.
1: Two things: Kyrie Irving back in Cleveland. A kid in Cleveland asked Kyrie, "Are you going to leave us?" I read, read my microphone right here is lit up. It'd be kind of loud. He was like, "Um, hey, look, man, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. <laughs> Boom. Three and a half months later, he asked for a trade. Out of here. And the trade was supposed to go to, I think, Phoenix. I think at the time it was for Eric Blesso. No. But, you know, I'm going to put this mic down. Um, the other trade was supposed to be, I did, my first time I heard about it, it came out last week. That they had a deal on the table for Gary Harris and Jamal Jamal Murray to come to Cleveland with Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. The Cavs said no. I said, "Wow, I never." That wasn't enough. I said, "Dude, Jamal Murray, LeBron, man, huh. he was a walking bucket." Uh, we knew the Ooh. the other tra- the other trade was for. What was the other trade that Kyrie was supposed to go? Second the team said no, but eventually wound up being Boston. We got back Isaiah Thomas. I think Jay Crowder was in that in that package as well. Speaking of Jay Crowder, he want to play tough man basketball against LeBron James. We were saying Jay Crowder at when we need him in Cleveland against the Golden State Warriors. That dude, like he con- he knew what physical basketball was. And
0: he got him traded. <laughs>
1: and you know, he played
0: so poorly, got him traded.
1: So let me tell people this: a lot of people know this. If you study things like myself, or Marcus, Jay Crowder was a Cavaliers draft pick too. He was, a, he was a draft mm-hmm. pick in the second round for the Cavaliers and they traded yeah, him away well. to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I was just
0: about to say for Dallas
1: <laughs> so you're looking at guys like that who are always trying to play hard and tough against LeBron James first of all LeBron James is smart enough to not get himself a test. and that's what some of these players be trying to do, trying to get LeBron James riled up and get technical fouls, LeBron going to outsmart you you know, like, you know what, I ain't going to even go over there with you young fella let <laughs> you to the, I'm gonna just take you to the rag and just start doing what I want to do so when you look at that type of thing, that's things I look at like, yo, this dude can't be stopped. He can be stopped, but with how you, how I watch the game, like, yo, dude is unreal, LeBron James. But Jay Crowder, another guy, like I said, who plays tough man basketball. don't give you nothing. Like I said, he's having a good first quarter, like I said, but he has a good first quarter all of the time. <laughs> first quarter, I don't quarter know shot. if he doing a Casper slide. Did <laughs> he just disappear? <laughs> He don't do Something nothing happened. for you in that second half, and I'm telling MI. you, the second half is the, especially in the NBA finals, the second half is one of the most valuable halves in NBA in the NBA finals. If you are, if you are. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap this up, Mark, going to Game Two, Friday. Give me your three keys and give me one of your X factor for both teams. Three keys from each team and your X factor guy. I'll you step out of a
0: all right, so for um, I'm I'm gonna start with Miami first. Yeah, the three keys for them is uh they gotta play with with, with more energy. Okay. Number one, um, they gotta get rid of that zone. It didn't work. Don't do it no more. Do something different than that. Uh, number two, uh, number three, they gotta uh, health. Uh, we know you know Bam and, and Dragic probably ain't gonna play, but Jimmy Butler, you know, he got that ankle. You know, he, you know, twist that angle. If, if he's at least healthy, you know that's another key. Right. Um, the X factor, uh, I'm gonna say, is a uh, D- Duncan Robinson. Um, he didn't really have a good game for game one. Uh, we know he shoots way better than that. If he, you know, can get a couple baskets, see a couple baskets go in, I think he'll become an X factor. He can, uh, he can light it up. So he, okay. he, can, um, he can make a difference. Uh, now in the Lakers, uh, I think their three keys is defense. Number one, um, uh, you know, once Miami got to 25 points, they turned on the D, and I think they're the best defensive team in the league, so they, they put the clamps down. Uh, number two, um, I think it is go to AD. We know LeBron James, and you know, is the best player in the world, but. AD got the mismatches. Nobody on their team that can guard them. Uh, and, and number three uh, is the role players. You know, Danny Green finally hit shots. Caldwell Pope finally hit threes. Uh, both of them was on last game. Just one of them need to be on for game two. That, that's all it takes. Uh, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stick with speaking those two guys, the X factor, I'm going to say it, it's Danny Green and or Caldwell Pope again.
1: Definitely like those. I'm going to start with the Miami Heat as well, too. You said, me, number one, I'm going to go with They've got to be healthy. <laughs> they can't lose no more dominoes in this piece. When the little domino factory go down like a Jimmy Butler, you're doomed. So, number one, I'm going to go with you on one of yours. As you, I think number two is yours. No, no, yeah. number three. Number one, I'm going to go healthy for the Miami Heat. they got to come with it. they got to stay injury-free. Number two, you can live with LeBron James going off. But number two, <laughs> you gotta slow down Anthony Davis. You gotta
0: do something about him.
1: You gotta slow down Anthony Davis. You don't slow down Anthony Davis. He might go off of forty. Bam, <laughs> not there. You can book me for forty. He's getting forty tomorrow. Uh, number three for the Miami Heat. Uh, like you said, they gotta play smart. They gotta go the extra mile. Like you said, oh that zone away, man up, man up. Because every time they go zone, do they find their way somewhere? double LeBron, boom, kick open. A okay, Double AD, boom, kick it up with three. That's the whole part. And the X-Factor tomorrow, I'm not going to say Tyler Hero is an X-Factor now. because everybody knows who he is now? The X-Factor tomorrow is going to be Kendrick Nunn.
0: Okay. Okay, I, I was going to go with him, but I... And
1: the reason I'm saying know, Kendrick I, I, I Nunn is now <laughs> he goes from the bench, he's going to get it inserted into, into the starting role. Mm-hmm. If the young man can give you 17 points, the Lakers could be in trouble tomorrow in that game too, because if Kendrick Nunn scores seventeen plus, if Tyler Hero get off, Lakers gonna be in trouble. Because that young man, both them guys can score. Kendrick Nunn can score. Like I said, I wrote an article piece on them way before the pandemic happened. And that was one of the teams to watch out for to make a, a run at. Some people might say this dude might, <laughs> this dude lying. I him for the piece. It's up, on, <laughs> it's, up on, it's, it's up on the website. It's up on our on our on our Instagram page and stuff I like that on Twitter page. I wrote an article on these, on these teams.
0: Yep, these are facts.
1: Tyler Hero, well, Duncan like I said, my X Factor is Kendrick Nunn. If he scores 17 folks, seventeen points, folks, and the other person get off, Tyler Hero, he'd be a long night for the Lakers.
0: <laughs>
1: Going to the Lakers. All right. These are my three keys. X Factor is Frank. Okay. So when I did see this coming? Mm-hmm. His substitution rotation is horrible.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all people are like, yo, he ain't. Down, I'm lost for words. It's horrible. If Miami sit down, with Jimmy Buck, you sit down. If
0: be-
1: they sit down, Bam, you sit down. Ad, give your guys a break. Let them catch their breath. Okay, when you thought like the game is out of hand or getting where you don't want to go. Then you make those type of substitutions. I don't understand his rotation sometimes. Because yesterday, he had a rotation out there with Caruso, Rondo, Marquise Morris, and Danny Green, the White House. Where are you getting scoring from? I
0: don't know. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I, I remember that line of being out there. I, I, I scratched my head when I didn't see LeBron or AD myself. Um, but I, I can't remember the score. I don't know how close it was or, or, or what. Maybe that was that was that was a refrigerator lineup. That's you know, right? Hey, we gonna get these guys some run. Then he, <laughs>
1: then he had me puzzled because I'm watching the game. He yeah, had Kuzma with Marquise Morris, Caruso, and Rondo, and Dwight Howard. I said, "Dude, Frank Vogel, who's showed your rotation? If you gonna throw Dwight Howard out there, you throw AD out there. These give you another score. Somebody that can move around. Marquise Morris only good is his first shot, right?" I don't know how good Kuzma is after his first shot. Because sometimes he'd be looking lost, like he had no clue what's going on. I know what Caruso is going to give me, and I know what Rondo is going to give me. People are leaving Rondo open, and he's been hit, cashing in threes. He so,
0: playoff Rondo, I think they better recognize. One.
1: Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. do better. Number two, can a bench player and role player play at that same match? Mm-hmm. True, true. Number three, in the Lakers, text my one home. I text you too. I see the Lakers playing physical. They finally playing physical. Can they keep up in my X-Factor the Lakers tomorrow? Believe it or not, I'm going to say right now, the X-Factor so far, Alex Caruso, hard for Tyler Hero to score. He's not getting them looks like Ooh. how you want to.
0: So that's mm-hmm. my x
1: Alex Caruso been okay. setting the tone. Tell everybody in the playoffs, I said that Alex Caruso, LeBron James, little hookup on the fast break
0: is no joke. All right, and they, they got a, a real solid connection, <laughs> Caruso. It's a, Caruso okay. got game, though. Yeah, he do. It's yeah, I can't deny
1: Matthew
0: That's perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And so, a, a deadly on steroids. <laughs>
1: deadly on steroids. You know, when he's at Texas Tech, he, he let a team in rebounding assists and steals. So he give you that nasty. And he's no little 6'3", 6'4". Mm-hmm. He can dribble. He can score. I don't like how he go to the cup. He's not scared. All right. He's he going
0: to punch it every time.
1: LeBron, if you watching this, you got to find my boy Caruso a handshake. Quinn Cook got a handshake. He don't even get in the game.
0: (laughs) Caruso, he one. I mean.
1: Is this thing going? Hey, don't be surprised if Quinn Cook line up in Brooklyn next playing with his homeboy,
0: KD. He probably is. Oh, you know what? That just made me think of something. Uh, Speaking of people playing. You know, since Quinn Cook don't play, is Dion Waiters hurt? He got an no. injury. He sick. No. They need to let that man get some running, man. This is his former team. They need to put him in a lineup. Of... I mean, even if it's two minutes.
1: Hey, that boy Deion Waiters. It don't matter who wins. I do
0: the <laughs> ring regardless. <laughs> he's, he's a
1: champion.
0: I'm saying no. <laughs> right, he's a champion.
1: He's a champion either way it go. Right. <laughs> the out there in street clothes and the platinum chain, but tomorrow, Marcus. Kid, you not. Will we, we see a J.R. Smith sighting early?
0: If we see J.R. Smith early, that means the Miami Heat have rolled over, <laughs> had rolled over and died. If we see J.R. Smith,
1: I know we forgot <laughs> Ellen Irison Oh yeah, podcast. He, he so gave us some to out back. Who he was talking about? Yeah. I texted I y'all. I thought it was Dan Levitar and Pop. I was like, no, nah, I think he was talking about Marcellus. Wendell. Not not the football player. The big dude, the LeBron James hater, him. Mm. AI was going off. Going, and mm. people feel like AI should have went.
0: He's getting off his chest. It's the Up and Smoke podcast. That's what yes. you do.
1: What? Somebody's like, You think Iris went there? I said, Hell yeah, he should have went there. Mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> You got a guy out here who probably never played no sports in his life as a commentator, about 300 plus pounds. I'm always trying to rag on people's game. I'm telling about what they should and should not do then Charles Barkley had the audacity to come out and defend Marcellus uh, Whitlock. So, I'm looking at, you know, Charles Barkley, man. It's funny because Stephen, Steven, I'm not going to say Stephen A. Smith, but Stephen Jackson called him Chump Barkley. <laughs> Chump
0: Barkley. Big
1: Chump. Like, because the stuff that they be saying, he, especially Charles Barkley be saying, it doesn't sit well with the people, especially the black community. I don't want to try to make this all political, but I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna go back to um um uh um, Mar- Marcus or Marcel Elizabeth. That dude been talking left the whole time about the Kaepernick situation mm-hmm. all this, talking about the black athlete. He's black himself.
0: It's it's Jason, it's Jason. Jason, lie.
1: okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Jason went a lot. That's even bad because I don't even like I I, I, I don't even like him. <laughs> just because on the, it ain't just because of what the players been saying it's because when I sit there and watch TV he, he's on there to speak for yourself big old man wearing a little hat on TV he's looking for the doors and he get the audacity to talk about that these players are not that good and blah, blah, blah dude, he's like you he never went on court and did have the things that these athletes did so you can't sit here and talk about what he should be doing that he ain't this great, he ain't the GOAT Oh, once you can't, you go out there, and pork chops, and suit up, and go out there and get two pork points. Because <laughs> oh, the biggest God. man in the NBA, Oliver Pig Miller, he, he you want not he wanted not even give him bucks. <laughs> so when Irishman went off the handle, I feel I feel I'm an Irish. You gotta get stuff off your chest because Jason Whitlock I kept calling him Marcellus because I think about my boy Marcellus um, Wiley that come on Wiley, TV. yeah. You know, Well Jason Whitlock just be shaking anybody. Like he, 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 I think he's beyond um, Skip Bailey.
0: I mean, hey, I even said it wasn't Skip, so right. I mean,
1: he, 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 he said, I got love for you, Skip. You <laughs> like, already let it be known. He's but he said, you know who you are out there, man. I, I was at work, like, man, I'm trying to guess who it is. Like, he said, your son, too. The first thing that came to my head, like I said, I texted, I thought it was uh, Dan Libertarian and Poppy, but it wasn't him some people out there is
0: Jason Whitlock. So we don't have a job now. <laughs> I don't know if he, who he works for. He probably works for someone, but I haven't seen him on main TV. Mm, yeah, so uh, I, I just did some quick research to, to see, you know, why, why AI may not like him. So uh, Jason Whitlock wrote a, a story about AI, uh-huh. um, basically saying that he destroyed American society. So I think uh, Jason Whitlock is a pretty good guess. <laughs> I <laughs> think he's a
1: pretty good guess. <laughs> wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He yeah. said, Alan Irisen destroyed the American society, folks. You hear yeah. this? The American society. So, in hindsight, Jason Willard basically saying, Alan Irish got people wearing ta- got tattoos, braids, and baggy clothes, right? Right. That's always been part of our culture. Braids been part of the
0: culture. <laughs> black, people, black
1: people always dress like that. That's the culture of an African American male, braids. You know, some people still wear their clothes baggy. That's the culture, and Alan Irison never changed. Now, you know what's so funny though, because I, I, see Allen Irison come. He comes in our store probably once a week. Oh, for real? Real talk, real talk. I mean, he, he, pull like this man, AI, different guy. But if you see him, he gonna throw you the deuces. He don't change. He himself. <laughs> That's why people like him. Right. Oh, he, the kid said, we're gonna have to wear suits. Guess what AI did? All right, we're gonna wear suits. <laughs> AI had a baggy suit on. Still came out there and gave you 40. Right. It's still, I don't care what what clothes you put on on your back. You still Marcus Thompson. Right. I'm still Dante. Clothes don't change you. All right, we're gonna wear a dress code. Now they soften the dress code up. Players put their own twist onto it. Ivan Iverson is a reason why a lot of guys in NBA wear cornrows, tattoos.
0: Reason for everything. He's an
1: icon. He's an icon, Mm -hmm. and that's what that's why people like AI. He's a he's the six foot two, six foot three point guard, scoring hard at that. Ain't too many guards that can play with nine different injuries. Nine, yes, nine different injuries. Went to the NBA Finals. Won the regular season um, MVP. Went through some obstacles in the, in the Eastern Conference. Led mm-hmm. that team. Like I tell people, people can't even name the starting lineup of that of that Sixers team. Look, my phone is right here. My phone is off. <laughs> my phone is off. But Tumble is at center. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eric Snow.
0: There you
1: go. George Lent. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine Jones. JJ. I think that's it. I think that's Jermaine right. Jones came to Philadelphia. By the way, traded to, the, to the from the Cleveland Cavaliers. It
0: was, uh, um, Aaron McKee, was he off the bench? Aaron
1: McKee came off that bench. Okay, okay, okay. Tom McCullough. Tom McCullough. Tom McCullough at that time. No, Tom McCullough wasn't starting. But I think, was his game. I think when they started getting out like two, three games to nothing, that's when Matumbo started starting. But Tom McCullough started the first couple of games because he had to find his way back, remember? Mm-hmm. You had who else they have on that team? Rajah Bell, Matt Geiger. So, Matt Geiger. so when you he looking did. at that team that Irish and alleged the NBA Finals, man, what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Can you name – No, I'm getting angry because can you name one damn point guard right right now in this damn NBA a point guard right now that can lead that team to a championship right now? Don't I tell I like me LeBron James
0: people say that's point forward. A point it's guard a championship in the league right now. Uh name
1: one has led the team to an NBA champion, led himself to a finals appearance.
0: I can't name one, but the, the, the only person I say is close to that got close to doing that was Chris Paul, but
1: he's the only But man, other than Paul's I'm glad you said that's Chris a thing. Man, that's I am talking about Chris Paul, man. I'm like Chris Paul is my dog. The reason I'm saying that. Every team Chris Paul played for me. I don't even want to be on this on this. can go on for all night, but we got to end this. We got to do this talk another day. But one thing before we got about Chris Paul. He is the most underrated, unappreciated, satisfied superstar that we have in this league. Every team that Chris Paul played for was sorry teams. He turned those sorry teams around to playoff all teams. All
0: right, overnight almost. He's oh, like on par with, with LeBron James. I think had he been had he been two two or three inches taller,
1: he would have been in the finals. Man, hold on. You said two or three inches taller. Yeah. Man, imagine AI, 6'5. 6'6. <laughs> right. That's the problem. You think he was getting four? That man probably be getting 50, 60. <laughs> hey man, AI is a go. You know what I'm saying? You know, Eric, I mean, some people he might not be a go because. They're, like I got to tell people, championship range doesn't define how great you are. It's a team accomplishment at the end of the day. Until people fi- finally figure out that as sport, championship rings don't make you a great a goat or a great player. Because I never... Still, hey, find me a man out there that's going to average 100 points. They can get 100 points besides Will Chamberlain. You'll never look in the stat sheet and say, hey, Kobe scored 150 points. What was the final score? 149 to 82. He didn't go out there and <laughs> score 150 points by himself. It's a team. team. It's a unit.
0: 15 man. Five on the clock.
1: That's why I always say LeBron, yeah, yeah, LeBron should be pissed to get the MVP. Because we he did that reason thir- he's on that 35 who will be 36 in a couple months. You're man, 17. Ain't too many guys can do that. Mm-mm. Because the whole my whole argument was they said the East was weak when LeBron was getting MVPs. He's still weak. <laughs>
0: Dying in the West, number one seed, by the winning in
1: the championship. Hold on, I got a book over here that says LeBron James in the Western Conference. The later years, it said, Can LeBron James lead his Lakers team to an NBA finals appearance or playoff appearance? And at best, the book said the LeBron James team would be seated no lower than seven or six seeded teams. LeBron James team never been that lower seeded. I think the lowest he ever been, I think was a three at the middle. Wow. Yeah, I have to
0: research that. I think that's accurate, though. I'm trying to think of that first year in Cleveland, 2015. What, what was they seated? I think it was three. I think you're right. I think it was three.
1: Because I, no, I think one year with Boston, and they finally beat Boston, I think Boston like number one seed. They was, like, number three.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Atlanta. I think it was Atlanta was number one, and uh, maybe the Cavs number two. Hey, I know one year Atlanta was, and then in the playoffs they swept them. Then the next year it
1: was Toronto. Then he swept, <laughs> they swept in. You know, I mean, LeBron James can probably be one of them guys like Kobe. Let's be honest. Kobe, man, rest in peace. But the fans came out of nowhere. A lot of people didn't like Kobe Bryant. And so I don't like to talk about people past. He's not here to defend. But as a player, people didn't like Kobe. saying said mocking Joel. He, he trying to be like MJ. Man, fans, let's, let's cut the game. This is it tonight. Let's cut the game. What kid that grew up in that era didn't idolize Michael Jordan? Who tried to play like Michael Jordan? Who tried to wear the Cassidy, his socks, chew gum like him, he didn't even get a ball head? <laughs> Kobe Bryant's one of the ones who went home and studied. When I say study him; he studied him like he was in the textbook. He perfected <laughs> Michael Jordan craft. Absolutely. So every player tried to be like MJ. Players right to this day, Read his number, right to this day, Lou Williams. Old, old, old. Uh, long Jason Richardson, who played in the league, who went dunk contest, these dudes mimic Michael Jordan. So, when people said all this, this negative stuff about LeBron James and Kobe Bryant in the, in the AIs, these guys respect Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was that guy that you come home in the summertime, you turn the TV on, you knew he was going to be in the finals. You knew he was going to take a game when he shot. How many people went in their backyard, their bedrooms, and did the countdown from three to one? And a lot of people missed the shot and kept doing it over and over, which they make in their backyard to perfect that. That's what Michael Jordan brings to the game for these guys who's behind him. So, on that note, Marcus, I ain't got nothing to say. Okay. You're I think that's it. The ring on. are we coming for? foe. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> foe,
1: <laughs> So, like you said, tomorrow, I know I think we said it early in the pod, who are you going with to tomorrow night to win this game? Uh
0: I'm going with the Raiders. Uh, I think... Uh, Miami will win maybe one game. You know, I think it, it, it's only fitting that the Lakers win every series 4-1. So, I think Miami will win one game. I don't think it's tomorrow, though. I think, it I think they win game three. When guys are a little more
1: healthy. Look, I picked the Lakers to win the other night. They got no BAM. <laughs> or no or no Goran I, I like the odds tomorrow for the Lakers. Like I said, like I said, my heart keep telling me four. my brain was saying Lakers are five. I'm going with the heart. Give me the Lakers oh. are four. Okay. Eighty dropping forty. Forty uh, Give me the Lakers to win this game tomorrow night by seventeen.
0: Ooh. That's a confidence. Grade. If they win by seventeen, then I, I'll change my thing and my <laughs> get my prediction to four two. <laughs> yeah. Because in playoffs, he may get blown out one game, but the next game you come back, but you get out blown two games in a row, that's is around.
1: Nope, they no don't have a rim protector. Lakers got three of them. I'm gonna
0: say four. They got AD, they got Dwight, they got uh, Andrew. JaVale McGee
1: Andrews. Guess what the fuck? This is after hours live from the man This is your host Tay
0: Wiggs. This is your co-host Mark Sand. Man, we out of Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out peace